0: Good morning, welcome to everyone, glad you're here this morning, glad everybody's here, we've had a, uh, a week, I know a lot of people have been out of town this week with our fall break and uh, we welcome you back into town and, uh, and uh, glad that you're here today, uh, we welcome our guests especially today and uh, hope that you'll feel very much part of, a, of our family today, we are so glad that you are here with us. Uh, one of the things we like to do to begin our worship service off is to have a moment of greeting. So let me invite you to stand up and turn around, shake the hands of the people around you this morning. Thank you so much. It's so good to be a part of a fellowship that loves each other and loves to express that, that joy and that, uh, that affection to one another. A few announcements I'd like to call to your attention. Let me remind you first of all of the attendance sheets that are on the clipboards on end of each row there, each aisle. Uh, we'd like to ask if you would to take that and to fill it out so we could have a record of your attendance with us this morning. Also, um, it's been a, a weekend of sports, hasn't it? We've had some really, some good things happening this weekend. The Colonels won on, on, uh, Friday with a great game and, and, uh, pause, yeah, yeah. and, uh, and boy, that UK game last night, uh, And if you were here at Community Baptist yesterday, you saw a whole day worth of good basketball. It was a great day with our Upward. Yeah, well, that's (laughs) it was a wonderful, wonderful day. And and we are grateful for all of the volunteers that made that happen. Uh, this, This the Upward program, it it runs on volunteers. We have to have a lot of volunteers to make that happen. And uh, we just appreciate all that uh, everyone did, pooled their efforts to make it a great starting day for Upward, our upper program this year. Looking forward to many great days ahead. A few other things that are coming up. On October the 26th, that's a Friday evening, uh, there is a, a, a dinner and an auction, a benefit dinner and auction uh, to benefit Habitat for Humanity. Now, if you would like to go to that, the, the tickets are $40 per person, and that includes a, a reception with some hors d'oeuvres and, and drinks and things like that and some entertainment. They have a silent auction and then dinner uh, with a live auction, and uh, it, all of that is included. So if you would like to uh, uh, attend that or buy a ticket for that, please see me because I have them on sale, and, and I'd love to, to sell you a ticket to the Habitat auction on the 26th. Also, coming up on the 31st, uh, 31st, of course, is Halloween, and we have something special that we do every Halloween, and that is our fall festival here at the church. We're planning on that again, and it's always a big hit. We have a lot of folks from the community coming in, and, and we're gonna be serving our great chili that we have every year, and, uh, and chili dogs and hot dogs this year, and we'll be having a lot of games and costumes and, You name it, we got it, and it's just a great time, a great time of fun, and so we invite you to come and be a part of that. You know, the Lord has blessed us in many, many ways, and we are grateful people. God has blessed us in ways that are tangible with our food and clothing and shelter and transportation and things like that, and God has blessed us with many intangibles as well. Uh, Things like love and joy, fellowship, and just relationships with one another, our communion. As we prepare to worship our our Lord together today, let's think about the things that we are thankful for this morning. Let us pray. O oh, gracious and merciful God, you who pour out abundant blessings upon us, we give you thanks for all of your great works. Your righteousness endures forever. You nourish the faithful. You bring about justice in the lives of the oppressed. And you are faithful to your promises to us. Your name is holy, O God. And so we pray that you would receive our worship this day as we offer the prayers of our hearts and the songs of our lips, for we are your grateful children, and we lift your name in praise. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and friend, we pray. Amen. Join me in our call to worship, which is a responsive reading printed in your order of worship. Spirit of the living God, discover us today. Come through the tangled pathway grown with weed and thicket that have kept us from you. Amen.
1: Glad to see you here today. I know some of you, I know we had folks on the road that could not drive back from Lexington last night because they couldn't stop giggling. And it was not where they could keep their car on the road. We have half, more than half the choir is gone today. And we had Sunday school teachers all along the place that are gone. But uh, we're back in school tomorrow. We're excited about being back in those years. Boys and girls, we want you to come over here. And Miss Mary is going to share with you. Any more boys and girls, can you come over here? And they'll be glad to have you with us. If you need help getting over here yes. and want somebody to come with you, nope. that is cool, too. And nope. uh, come here to good. help Miss Mary has to share with
2: you.
3: Well, we're going to talk about what Dr. Tim did. I've got this handy-dandy book here. You're fine right there. That's perfect. Come on up. Well, don't you look pretty. This is kind of funny, because Dr. Tim was talking about the first day of Upward yesterday. And then I opened this book, and yesterday's date was October 13th, okay? And guess what it says about October 13th in this book? It says, many ways to be kind. Are you all looking at those pictures? Are they going through there? There was so much kindness in here yesterday that it was just funny. And John, look at this. John, Kelsey, and Jake's dad took some of these pictures at Upward yesterday. Oh, there's only about 10 of them. You might not be able to see yourself. But listen what it says about many ways to be kind. Boy, every time I do this, I have to get this book farther away. I was alone, and you invited me into your house. I was without clothes, and you gave me something to wear. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you came to see me. That's from the book of Matthew. And it says, Jesus will tell us someday about many kind things that we did for him. If we let a lonely person visit us, we're letting Jesus visit us also. You know what? If you share your clothes, you're sharing with Jesus too. If we're kind to a sick person, you guys are all looking at the pictures. You're not even listening to this. I knew those pictures would do this. You're listening, aren't you? I know. If you're kind to a sick person, you're being kind to Jesus. And if people visit someone in prison, they're visiting Jesus. And it says, what kind of things can you do for Jesus? As I looked through those pictures this morning, I saw Christine Cornelius. And, man, she was taking pictures. After everything she's done for Upward, she's being kind and taking pictures. And then I saw Kurt's dad. He was a referee yesterday. Everybody was putting in a whole lot of kind acts yesterday. Are you going to hold that for me? Okay, you hold it right there, and then I'll be able to see it. All right. I'm going to say a little prayer with you guys. So bow your heads. You got it? I'm going to let go of it. You hold it. Dear Jesus, show me lots of – Jerry, you ready to pray with me? Dear Jesus, show me lots of ways to be kind to other people and to you. Amen. Now, usually I give you some candy. But you know what? I don't think sometimes we need candy. This is what I'm going to have you do. All of us ladies get in our purse to write a check, and we never have a pen. So I'm going to have each one of you come up here. And you're going to go to the audience and find somebody that you want to be kind to. And you're going to give them a pen. And this pen is going to stand for kindness. So every time they use it, they're going to have to write kind words with this pen. So you take this pen and you go out in the audience and you find somebody, or even up here, somebody that you want to be kind to today. Come on up and get your pen. And be very careful walking with it. There you go. Oh, you went down? Oh, sorry. I want to see who you're giving these pins to, and I want you to say, Have a great day. Uh, Why it went to his art. Nope. You want that
2: one?
3: You did? Who'd you give it to? Oh, sorry.
1: Our favorite hymn is, or hymns that our uh, people select. They can be, uh, we have kids that select those, and we have adults that select those of any age and of different types. And when we have a favorite hymn, whether it reflects our theme of the day or anything like that, we do that. We're going to sing the first, second, and the last verses only in our hymn today at 644. And we'll have the words there. Count your many blessings as a first, second, and last stanza. We do let you remain seated for that. And we pray you'll know, you be able to say something to her. Come now, let us come now. Is a time to worship. As our chorus, we're going to do we're just going to do one today. But we want you to stand with us as we sing. After
2: the greatest treasure we made. give us daily. Thank you for a smooth beginning of the Upward program yesterday and for all the volunteers who helped out. Thank you for the tithes and offerings which we are about to receive. Amen.
0: What do you say? Do you think it's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord? Amen. It is a wonderful thing to give thanks to the Lord. Let's read about someone who did just that today. Our gospel reading for today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, beginning with verse 11 through 19. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of God for you and for me. Greg Anderson, in his book titled Living Life on Purpose, tells about a man whose wife had recently left him and he was completely depressed about it. He had lost his faith in himself and in, in other people, as well as his faith in God. And while he was in this state, he went into a small neighborhood restaurant for breakfast early one cold, rainy morning And even though there were a number of people in the diner, no one was speaking to anyone else. And so our miserable friend just sat at the counter, kind of hunched over his coffee, mindlessly stirring it with a spoon. Well, in one of the small booths along the window, there was a mother and her little girl. They had just been served their food When the little girl broke the silence of the restaurant by almost shouting, Mama, why don't we say our prayers here? Well, the waitress who had just served their breakfast turned around and said, Sure, honey, we can say our prayers here. Will you say our prayer for us? And she turned around to everybody else in the restaurant and said, Bow your heads. Well, surprisingly, one by one, the heads went down and this little girl then bowed her head and folded her hands and she said, God is great. God is good. Let us thank Him for our food. By His hands we are fed. Thank you, God, for daily bread. Amen. Well, don't you know that that little prayer changed the entire atmosphere of that whole restaurant? People began to talk with one another where they were silent before, and people began to smile and to laugh. And the waitress said, we ought to do this every morning. Our despondent friend said, all of a sudden, my whole frame of mind started to improve. And from that little girl's example, I started to thank God for all that I did have and stopped majoring in on all that I didn't have. In other words, I started to be Grateful. Now, I'm sure that we all understand and appreciate the importance of gratitude, because this is something that has been drilled into most of us since we were small children. And it's something that we try to impress upon our own children. If someone offers our our children, our child, a piece of candy, we usually will say to them, now, what do you say now? And, of course, the child learns at an early age that the correct answer is, thank you. Yet, when it comes to giving thanks to God, how often do we miss the mark? I suppose there's no other story in the Bible that is quite so endearing to us when it comes to giving thanks to God as the story of Jesus healing the ten lepers. The story begins like this. As Jesus entered a certain village, ten lepers approached him, keeping their distance. Folks, let me tell you something about leprosy this morning. Don't ever think for a moment that death is the worst thing that can happen to a person, because it's not. And I believe that the scene in our story today is a case in point these ten lepers walked the earth, they breathed the air, they had hopes and fears and aspirations and feelings just like you and me, and yet there is a tragic sense in which these people were already dead. Leprosy was the most dreaded of all ancient diseases. It ate away at the body and left its victim maimed, victims maimed and scarred and disfigured, There was no known cure for it. And and so for all intents and purposes, they were the walking dead. And their situation was made even worse because leprosy was believed to be highly contagious, which we know today is not the case. It's not all that contagious. But try to tell that to a suspicious people of an ancient world. The scripture made it very clear that as these lepers approached Jesus, they stood away. At a distance, which was required by law, the law prescribed that a leopard could could not get within 50 yards of a clean person. And everywhere these these poor people journeyed, they would hear those familiar words called out leper unclean. And then someone would inevitably start throwing rocks at them to keep them away. Leprosy was a serious health concern, but unfortunately, it was also tinged with the religious element of ritual uncleanness. And so they not only had to live with their physical difficulties, but they were also isolated. And they had to live in the despair of loneliness But even in the midst of this terrible situation, these lepers did have one thing that they could be thankful for. Because you see, in their common misery, they had each other. They had found each other and they had banded together. And it's interesting to note that at least one of these lepers was a Samaritan. Now, in those days, a good Jew would have Nothing to do with a Samaritan. In fact, they, they looked down upon Samaritans. They looked upon them as, as mongrel dogs. And yet, in this common misery of their leprosy, these men had forgotten that they were Jews and or Samaritans. And they realized that they all had a common need. Some of you might say, well, it was a case of misery loves company. And that may be so. But folks, let me tell you something. There's power in company, isn't there? There is power in fellowship, especially in the fellowship of people who have a common need. So even these lepers found that to be the case. And they were blessed to have each other. Which I think brings us to the first point of our story today, which is simply this. Even in the midst of all of our problems, there's always something to be thankful for. And some of you may be thinking, well, that's easy for you to say. You You just don't know the problems I'm dealing with right now. And I'm sure that there are a lot of people who may think that there's very little to be grateful for. And I certainly cannot deny the reality of problems that exist in many people's lives. But folks, I want to tell you something. I don't think there's anyone sitting in this room today who has it any worse than those ten lepers did. What could possibly be worse than their situation? And yet even they had something to be thankful for. They had each other. What a great testimony of thankfulness. We sang one of the great songs of Thanksgiving just a few moments ago. Now thank we all our God. Let me tell you about that song. Pastor Martin Rinkard wrote this hymn in 1637 at the time of the 30, War, Thirty Years' War in Germany. The city where he was a pastor, Eilenburg in Germany, was a fortified city. It had a wall built around the city. And so people came to this walled, fortified city as a refuge as a haven seeking safety from the fighting. But soon this city began to swell in numbers and it became overcrowded and the food supplies began to dwindle and famine hit the city. And then it was hit by a terrible plague and Islandburg became a giant morgue. In that city, in one single year, Rinkard conducted over 4,500. 4, funerals in one year, including his wives and all of his children. And remarkably, it was in the midst of that catastrophic personal and social crisis that Rinkard sat down and he wrote this great hymn of thanksgiving. Now, thank we all our God with hearts and hands and voices who wondrous things hath done, in whom the world rejoices. Even in a situation like that, he had something, he found something to be thankful for. And that's our our first lesson from the Scriptures this morning. Even in our tragedies, there is a place for gratitude because God is with us. But we can't stop there because finding reasons to be grateful is well and good. But the second lesson of our story is even more important than that you see, in the midst of our problems, our thanksgiving needs to be expressed. Let's look at the story once again with me. As Jesus entered into the village, this band of lepers sought him out. It seems that the word had already reached them that Jesus was a a, a miracle worker and a healer. And so they, they approached him with these words, Jesus, Master. Have mercy on us. And Jesus responded by saying, Go and show yourselves to the priests. Now, initially that may sound strange to us, but the the fact is that the priests of that day were also the, the public health officials. And if a person had been cured of an infectious disease, that person would go and present themselves before the priest in order to receive a certificate of health. Now, I'm sure that the lepers were probably a little puzzled by jesus's command because it was somewhat premature i mean why bother to go to the priest seeking a health certificate when when we haven't even been healed yet and yet jesus told them when they asked for mercy go and show yourself before the priest and they believed his words and they did as he was, as he commanded now i don't know how to explain the miracle that happened next But as these ten lepers were on their way to see the priests, something happened to them. The numbness that they felt in their limbs began to pass. The wretched sores that covered their bodies began to disappear. Their waning strength began to return. Luke simply says, and it came to pass, that as they went, they were healed. Well, at this point, we feel that we don't even need to finish the story, do we? (laughs) Because certainly we know how it must end. I mean, these ten, ten lepers went. They showed themselves to the priest and they were healed on the way. And surely, surely these cured men will all go running back to Jesus with the words, Blessed healer, great physician, praise be to Jesus. Certainly that would be the case, wouldn't it? No, it's not. For you see, according to our scripture, nine of these ten lepers were never seen again. What a pitiful indictment on human nature. What rank ingratitude. Surely this is not typical. This can't be a picture of 90% of the people in this world that would not give thanks to God. But then again, according to a recent Gallup poll, nine out of ten American families will not utter a prayer as they sit down to Thanksgiving dinner. Hmm. Jesus said, where are the nine Will no one return and give thanks to God? And I wonder, are we, really, are we really that much different from them? But there's one who did return to Jesus. One came back and as the Scriptures say, he returned to praise God with a loud voice. He fell prostrate in front of Jesus at his feet. And praise God. What an ending. Folks, if you you look at the percentages, it's a powerful picture of of human ingratitude. Only 10%. But if you look at that one grateful leper, it is a more powerful portrait of thanksgiving. It is an, an enduring image of that one grateful leper. And it reminds us as Christians today to choose the better way, which is the way of thanksgiving. You may think that that's the end of the story. but There's one more lesson that's kind of buried in this scripture lesson today. One more lesson is almost lost in our story of the lepers because it's a a small little detail that's inserted at the very end of the story. For you see, the one who returned was a Samaritan. Hmm. He was a Samaritan. The outcast. The Gentile. The one who was considered to be unholy. That was the one who demonstrated to Jesus and to to everyone who has read read this story since then. That was the one who demonstrated just how holy his heart really was. He came back and he expressed Gratitude to Jesus. And to this man, Christ gave not only a physical healing, but also a spiritual blessing. He said to him, go your way. Your faith has saved you. The other nine who we may assume were, were all Jews have been freed from the misery of their hypocrisy or, or their leprosy just as this one had been freed from the misery of leprosy. But in a way, they were probably still in bondage, in bondage to ingratitude. And I'm convinced that this small footnote is there to remind us that God's salvation is for all of those folks out there, outside the doors of this church. And for that we should all throw ourselves down at the feet of Jesus and give thanks. Because, my friends, it is only by the grace of Jesus Christ that any one of us are saved. And for that, we should all be eternally thankful. There's a book titled A Window on the Mountain. And in this book, Winston Pierce tells about his high school reunion it seems that he and some of his old classmates were gathered around and talking and they were reminiscing about things and about people specifically about things and people that made them grateful, things that they were grateful for. And, and one of the guys that were in this circle of friends, he mentioned that he was particularly grateful for Mrs. Went because she, more than any other person, had introduced him to Tennyson and to the beauty of poetry. And so acting on a suggestion, this man sat down and he wrote a letter of appreciation to Mrs. Went. He didn't know where she was, so he addressed it to the high school and sent it to the high school. Well, the note was forwarded around from place to place, and eventually it found the old teacher. And about a month later, the man received a response, and it was written in a feeble long hand. and It read like this. My dear Willie. I can't tell you how much your letter meant to me. I am now in my nineties, living alone in a small room, cooking my own meals, lonely, and like the last leaf of fall lingering behind. You will be interested to know that I taught school for forty years, and yours is the first letter of appreciation I ever received. It came on a blue, cold morning, and it cheered me as nothing has for years. Willie, you have made my day. My friends, Thanksgiving, the holiday Thanksgiving, is only about five or six weeks away. It's not that far away. But I hope that we can start giving thanks before Thanksgiving begins. And I hope that we can remember the words of the Apostle Paul when he says, Rejoice always, pray constantly, and give thanks in everything. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It is the will of God, says the Apostle, to give thanks. And I well imagine that there are some of us here this morning who may be overdue in expressing our gratitude to God. And so it's my prayer here today that we may all leave this place with grateful hearts. Amen. We're going to sing a hymn of response. It's it's number three, worthy of worship. And indeed, Christ is worthy of our worship. Because of what Christ has done for us, we have the spiritual blessing of salvation. We have that relationship with God and the direction, the commitment to God's kingdom that he has called us to serve. There may be someone here today who needs to make a commitment to Jesus Christ, to say yes to his calling and his invitation to this blessing of salvation. Perhaps there's someone looking for a church home to be a part of. And we invite you to come and unite with our church As we seek to be the people of God here in this community. If God's dealing in your heart in any way today, we invite you to come as we sing together, worthy of worship. Would you come? Like the tenth leper who returned to praise God when he was healed, we go forth from this place with thankful hearts for the power at work within us. May we endure hardship with patience. May we trust the mercy and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. May we live as true servants of Jesus Christ who brings us healing and abundance to our lives. And it is in His name that we pray. All uh-huh. right.